1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to episode 246 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with socials. The Wolves 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram. At 77 Club Podcast on Twitter. Please rate us on Spotify and Apple. Uh, Dan Bayliss is here. Hello. Are you in the box, Dan, or...? Yeah. Uh, and, and Jack Williams. Hi, everybody. Uh, Harry, let's start with the 1 1 draw to Nottingham Forest at Molyneux at the weekend. Uh, one change Jose Sarr came in for Dan Bentley and completely fucked it for the Forest goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Jose Sarr in a bloody nutshell, isn't it? I thought, honestly, I thought that was so harsh dropping Bentley after his performance against Burnley, that double save, and obviously he hadn't conceded a goal since he came on at Arsenal I thought that was uh, a bit bizarre to be honest I'd be really annoyed if I was Bentley but talking of Burnley it was a very very similar game in terms of our performance so boring to watch the first 10 minutes was flat we didn't look up for it obviously Forrest ended up going 1-0 up which was sloppy from us our goal was really good but 90% of that game my life very tough watch very uh, and as well the atmosphere I know it's hard when the the performance is uh, is really poor but the atmosphere was horrendous like against Burnley dead when we play teams we say it so many times when we play teams we think we're going to beat and we expect to beat Molyneux is not a very good place it, it's just true like it's not a very good uh, place to play at as the home team because when we're underdogs it's brilliant but We've come away with four points somehow, but the two performances probably didn't deserve it, if I'm being honest. Uh, Bayliss, I thought we looked very, very leggy. Uh, it was the third game in seven days, and with a pretty depleted squad, we were sort of saying before the Arsenal game that the 
um, well, after the Arsenal game, that the bench was um, the mo- probably most experienced it's been in a while. Um, but I think just just sloppy, as Harry said, is probably the word that you'd use. Yeah, just lacked a bit of any sort of dynamic, didn't it? I thought we were better in the first half than the second, but it just wasn't a very good performance. And I'm sure that's what we're going to come on to, and that's where the criticisms come from. But that is three bad performances in a row, but we've come away with four points, so you've got to sort of take the positive from it, I sort of guess, but I don't know. We, we can't go through a bad patch now because we've got a load of games coming up in quick succession, so something's got to change. Um, Jack, do you think Wolves fans are being too harsh on Gary O'Neill? I mean, it, it does seem to be it's certainly split in the comments section um, as we are live at the moment. Um, but what about from your point of view? I mean, he, Ethan says, I wish Gaz would put the same amount of effort into his subs than he does his interviews. <laughs> uh, his subs are, are strange, aren't they? I mean, particularly in that game where in the second half, it was quite open second half, much more than the first half. But bringing, bringing Kalajic on, with four minutes left. I don't know what you're expecting, really. You've got to at least give him a chance. And the fact that he's shown that you can come into these sorts of games and and nick us something, but you've just not, not given him any time to even come on and make an impact. So I can see why the substitutions are frustrating. Um, uh, with this one, it was a bit annoying because after the first half performance, which wasn't great. It was really, really sloppy of us to go behind because that's exactly what Forrest needed. And I was a bit worried after they went 1-0 up because you could tell straight away they were playing pretty much every player behind the ball. And we are not great. We've never never been that great at breaking teams down when they sit back and it looked like it was going to be one of those days. Then we come back into it with a, a it's a great team goal, isn't it? The equaliser. It's a really nice goal when you watch it back. So, you know, it's a, a great bit of play from the mid- midfield and then from Sarabia and then a nice finish from Cunha, who's in great form lately. And from that point, you kind of expect us to kick on because we, we had so much of the ball in that first half, but on the balance of it, we created so little, so little. But still, going into halftime, I thought, right, I think we'll kick on from kick on from this now. We're playing a team that's got battered just a few days ago. We've had uh, a day more rest than them on paper. You'd expect us to come out now, particularly being the home team. And to a degree, the opposite happened. Forrest came out the traps and I, I think we're probably the better team second half. Um, although it turned into quite an open game by the end of it, there was there were chances at both ends and it turned into being quite an open contest when it didn't deserve to be. But ultimately, there was just not enough for us going forward. There was no creativity. There was no like final third killer pass and no chances being taken. And it was just, uh, yeah, uh, just uh, two home games back to back against beatable op- opposition. Granted, we got four points, so I don't know if we can say on the whole that they've been like it's, it's bad because I know it's just been a bit below average and I think if we got six points from those two games like we wanted it would have flattered us because we didn't really deserve it and we've done we should be happy with four really um, Harry do you, do you echo that I mean I, Samedo seems to be splitting opinion but I thought he had a poor game yeah, he was poor, particularly for the goal as well. Got beaten in the air quite easily, didn't he? Um, but he was good against Burnley, so it's one of them. He's he's a bit, you know he's a bit hot and cold, isn't he? We know that. Um, someone put something about the killer passes. You got the comment from Trevor. I agree, but Lamina he shot on that goal, didn't he? That was a killer pass through to Sarabia uh, for him to cut it back. So we can do it. But I agree with your comments, Sam. When you said we looked leggy, that that we really did. Like Huang, especially was non-existent. Um, Sarabia played well again, I thought, but yeah. in saying that. 
we we really do miss Neto, don't we? And eight Norrie, because I thought Bueno struggled again. He don't look fit enough. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it it's, it's, don't help we've got personnel out. Um, as well as Mr. Reliable Toti Gomez has been poor the last few games as well. Looks very uh, all over the place and giving the ball away and things like that. So, really poor performance. Kilman as well on that one when he gave it to him and Sarr had to pull off the save. So, mm. it's just a bit of a bad day. And it felt like a weeknight game where you can't get the atmosphere going. But with the Gibbs-White effect... I thought it'd be a really, really good atmosphere. I'd be on his back, which they did sing a few songs that were a bit <laughs> I cringe when they were singing some of them. They're a bit dodgy, but I thought that would get the atmosphere and the fans going, but it didn't, did it really? You know, the atmosphere couldn't get going even with him playing. I think a shining light, Dan, was was Cunha. I thought that he was was brilliant in spells and was had a sort of like never say die attitude, was creating chances. And it, it does look to, to mean that he seems to be settling in. He's obviously only been here about 11 months, really, really settling into it now. And I think that there's a real player in there. Yeah, he looked pretty good. I think you could see that he was the one that was going to do something, him and Saravia maybe. Um, I didn't think Saravia played too badly, but I don't know. It was just so flat. Like, even more than you, I don't know what you lot thought, but it just everything was just a bit... Ugh. It was like how you feel after you've had your Christmas dinner. He's like, oh, done with that. Cheers. I'm going to sit down and have a nap. Just, I don't know. Wolves need to come out and do something at some point in the next couple of weeks or else we're just going to sit through three or four more lacklustre performances. Um, Because I didn't think a lot of the Burnley game either. Jack, there's a couple of comments saying that, you know, he's strengthening January, but a lot of people calling out for a striker. And and I know you made the point before that, why is Sasha getting four minutes and then we're asking for a striker in January? There's a there's a perfectly good one on the bench with, with the best goal to minute ratio probably, I think, in the league. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the, there's probably two answers to, the, to that question that are possible. And it's one that Gary O'Neill doesn't, you know, think he either fits into the system or thinks that he he trusts him to come on that early. I know he's, is it one or two starts he's had? It's not many, is it, at all? I know he's, he came in once when there was a, a few injuries and suspensions flying about. Um, or a, the other option is... Um, what was I lost where I was going with that? I said said there was two options for something. No, so there's two options. Either Gary raise him, or, or he's not fit. He's not fully fit still, but we've been saying yeah. that. Um, we've been saying that for the... Like since he since he got here, didn't we? I know he, he was uh, did himself straight away, but I think I think now we've got to basically to Christmas in the first few games of the season. Are saying that I was just coming back from injury, but that that game the other day was just just petering out in, into nothing. And if you want to go on and potentially get two points there, you bring on your you know your, your massive striker who's proven that you can do it before and at least give him a chance. But when you, when you're only bringing him on when they just put the board up and there was only three or four minutes added on anyway, I think from memory. I mean, what what are you expecting? Like like nothing really. And some of the other substitutions are a bit weird as well. Like when he brought Troyore on, I thought it, it just didn't seem to fit in with really going on and winning the game, did it? Because usually he brings Troy on when we're trying to like sit and defend. But, well, he um, gave the ball away, didn't he? For the, for the, the trade transfer them quite late on, yeah. 
So, yeah, I, I don't know, but I, I think in answer to the, the question that's in the title of this is, uh, are, are we being a bit too harsh? I, I, I don't think people have been too harsh. It's just been, it's exactly the sort of games that Wolves don't turn up for against at home, against teams that um, on paper we should be beating. As, as we've seen already this season, any team that's on a terrible run, if you've not won a game yet, if you're Sheffield United, if you've not got a point uh, or at home yet, or if you're Luton, if you've just been beaten 5-0 two days ago, Come to Wolves and don't worry, we'll give you something from somewhere. And it's ha- it's happened again. So uh, I don't know, but I, I wouldn't judge him on this because you know what will happen. He'll probably pull out some performances either away at West Ham or home to Chelsea. And that that's the, the way it usually goes. But at bottom line, we've got four points from two games. So I don't think we can be too unhappy about that because I think if you looked at the three games of Arsenal, Burnley, and Forest. Ideally, you'd say you wanted six points from that, but I think four is pretty much par, isn't it? So I think we should be relatively all right with it. Harry? Yeah, I agree. Uh, just um, just going back on the strike, I think Fabio as well, he's, he's done any, because like he ain't even, even been looked at to come on and his, his, his Instagram posts as well that he took with oh, Gibbs like once, and saying good to see you. Jeez, he's just burying his own bloody... He's putting dirt on himself and his grave and he's, he's ended his own Wolves career with posts like that. But yeah, and the Gary O'Neill criticism. Coming out of the ground Saturday, like I was a bit like, phew, we got away with that. Like We could have lost that. So, But obviously I was disappointed we didn't win, but really negative. Like Just listening to people talking in and around me as I was walking out. So many people on Gary O'Neill's back, which I get because his substitutions weren't great two last performances have been a bit meh but come on man I mean we wanted to stay up this season we're comfortable we can't can't always be quiet do you know what I mean go on Jack are you you surprised that the um, VAR protest didn't spark a bit more fight into the crowd it was non-existent (laughs) wasn't it it was non-existent yeah Walking um, up to the ground, I've seen so many signs on that for it, like everywhere, everyone holding them in the ground. No one had one round by me. I'm looking at the South Bank opposite, couldn't see anyone holding one up. So that just fell on its ass, didn't it? No one really, uh, no one really went there. Also, like, I think we're probably closest to like the day of the year where it gets dark the earliest. That, that comes into it, the fact it's dark at half three, and it's just depressing. Yeah. <laughs> and people just don't, don't feel up for it. Yeah. It, and, and with the fact that we thought we were going to win. We'll put all those together, you get that sort of day. We must have been last the match today. I didn't watch it, but we must have been. Harry, with the substitutions, do you do you think they were the wrong substitutions or do you think they were too late? I, I agree with Jack. The, the Traore one is a bit weird when we want to go and win it, but apparently Lamina kept picking up a few knocks. Um, Doherty, well, God, he was shit when he came on, by the way. Bloody hell, but that's what he always does. He'd give the ball away on the one, didn't he? And then he scored that yeah, header. Yeah. Belgard really disappointed me. When he come on, I thought, right, energy, here, do something here. He was bad when he come on, and obviously Sasha didn't get enough time. So, yeah, I think he slightly got it wrong. I'd like to see him be a bit more positive, bring on Sasha earlier, for definitely. Um, maybe bring on Belgard earlier, but that's just not how he does it, is it? And when he when we win, we don't even care, do we? We're like, oh, he brought Traore on, brilliant. He, he saw the game out. But, yeah, just a, a bad day all round for everyone, the players, the manager. But, like we said, we didn't lose somehow. Because luckily Forest are crap as well, which helped us. Um, but they could have; they deserve to win, in my opinion. The chance they had. Uh, Bayless, do you think uh, Wolves fans are being too harsh on Gary O'Neill? Ah, oh, it's just strange, isn't it? Because he's done, done such a good job in those sort of four or five games previously that he sort of bought himself uh, bought himself a bit of a stopgap from any criticism. But now we've had three on the bounce that have been pretty poor performances. I mean, West Ham are coming off the back of getting absolutely spanked and they haven't been very good of late. So this is a nice one to go and test ourselves with. I think if we're 
if we're really poor against West Ham, then there's got to be questions again. Not anything serious, but you've got to start criticising where it's due. Uh, let's move on to West Ham. They'll be in Europa League action this week against SC Freiburg. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, Harry, do you do you think the the, the extended breaks? Obviously, having played on the Saturday and then playing on the Sunday, a, a day extra against a West Ham side who've only got a, a couple of days recovery and sort of just maybe what we need a little bit of good timing before we go into the uh, the busy festive period. Yeah, I see some of the players are on a bit of a trip to London as well today, so they're all on like a little mini holiday. It's got to be an advantage. I know they they got smashed, didn't they, West Ham? But they did have a good win away at Spurs, didn't they, the game before that? So they're having a good season, really, considering they're in the Europa League. I think they're up in eighth or ninth. Um, so it's going to be a tough one. We know going to West Ham is never is never easy. But yeah, the advantage has got to it's got to count. I mean, look when we played Villa at Molyneux, that one-one draw. I mean, I know we was hanging on at the end, but looking at Villa now, the fact they'd played on the Thursday before we played, well, I think that was to our advantage. So hopefully we're full of energy. Hopefully some players are back that we desperately need. And let's just hope the performance is a bit more positive than it has been. Like just attack a bit more. All of a sudden. We just don't look like we can create anything, whereas in weeks gone by we have. So let's just hope it's a bit more better going forward, especially. Uh, Jack, I think you asked a question before about uh, Neto and Ait Nori obviously not making the bench this time round. So you'd suspect that it's probably going to be the the case this time round. Uh, would you make any changes? <sighs> Away at West Ham, I think there'll be limited changes, to be honest. Um, no. Um, it, it, it's one of those games, though. I know, I know I said just saying about um, playing Forest. I, I, I'm always a bit sceptical about playing teams who've just lost heavily because quite often you get a reaction, don't you? And there's something there that come with a point to prove, particularly away from home. So I think it's going to make it it's going to make it uh, difficult. But but that said, the game will probably suit us a bit better because they're the home team. You know, they've had a decent start to the season. There's expectations on them this time rather than it has been on us for the last two home games. And, you know, playing on the break does seem to suit us a little bit. But in terms of changes, I don't think there'll be anything major if anyone's fit. Obviously, you said about Lamina, he looked like he had a bit of crap or something didn't he so he came off so he'll be a big miss because you know we've missed him recently even when he was suspended um but wholesale changes no i can't see very much to be honest it's tricky isn't it bayless because you'd be hard pushed to actually make wholesale changes without bringing in the academy graduates (laughs) yeah it doesn't need the changes it just needs that little bit of spark to do something and be more positive on the pitch because it's just been as we've now probably said about 20 times flat there's there's not a lot we can change in that team now, but we've seen a style of football that's changed massively game to game. So it's definitely tactical and it's definitely an attitude within the players or the staff or whatever it happens to be where Wolves need to come out and have a go at them. Because I didn't think we're that great at Fulham either, even though we played better in spells. So I know we've seen O'Neill at his best with sort of the Man U game. Fair enough, we lost it and City and Spurs and stuff like that. So we know it's possible. We've just got to see him go and do it again. Um, Harry, I, I would say that Semedo maybe needs a little bit of a rest. I think Doherty is more than capable playing in that position rather than on the left-hand side, which is sort of what you had to contend with just because of the number of players. But uh, Jack's pulling a face. Are, are you pulling the same face? Yeah, I can't see Doherty playing that high up. Oh, I thought you said Sarabia. If I said Sarabia, sorry, I meant Samedo. 
Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. You definitely said Sarabia. I think that's on code. Oh, sorry. It's Samedo. Don't you close to Samedo? No, no. <laughs> Saying that though, Bueno went good, but I, I don't like. Although Doherty back in the day, back like ages ago, League One days under Kenny Jacket, he was good left back. I thought, but when he plays for us now, he's got on a bit and he is quick. I don't like him being on the left hand side. I prefer him if he is going to play to be on the right. But I wouldn't drop Samedo. So to answer your question, no, I wouldn't bring Doherty in to start. Um, I see Johnny's Johnny's playing for the under twenty ones tonight, isn't he? So he's <laughs> we know he's not in contention, but yeah, I'd keep Bueno in there. But Bueno just needs that bit of fitness. Back and he, he just don't seem to want to take on a man. He used to like whip it in, didn't he? After a few step overs, he ain't really doing much of that. Mm. So that's got to improve. And Samedo, he'll, he'll be good again. He had a stinker against Forrest, but he'll, he'll be all right. But now nah, keep Doherty on the bench and definitely don't put Doherty in, on instead of Sarabia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sarabia's been our best player the last two games. And he's yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, what's, so you mentioned Johnny there. Um, so if we understand it correctly, he's out of the first team picture until at the very least the start It'd be of gone in January. It'd be not, gone. Not, that, not that he's been in the first team picture really that much. I know he's been bench warming a little bit, but you know. Um so yeah, do we think that means he's just, just going somewhere in January, even if it's out on loan? Like on loan, apparently, yeah, that's a rumour. Because he's got a bust up any he's had a meeting with the higher ups. That's the latest rumour in it on uh, the higher ups. Is that Jeff or Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I hope so, yeah. unless he's run up in China Matt again. Hobbs, Matt Hobbs, isn't it? He he, he had a meeting with him, I mean, it's, it's fine to be frustrated, but you, you know, you need to conduct yourself in a professional manner. But it, it's a shame, really, because it doesn't keep the pressure on Bueno to perform if he knows that there's nobody there that is realistically going to be gunning for that that left left handed left well that left side because we just don't have the players to cover it. And obviously, Doty isn't going to start there. Um, let's do a score prediction, Bayless. Uh, one all. One one, uh, Jack. Difficult this, isn't it? I'm going to go nil nil. We haven't had nil nil for a while, have we? Oh, clean sheet, uh, Harry. Uh, I'm feeling like a two two. Two two. Uh, that's interesting. I mean, we've scored in every single oh, game this season, apart from the United game, isn't it? Yeah. Is that the? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. See if uh, see what happens there. Um, we'll, we'll get some bets off Bayliss, who has an apology, and uh, I will lead the apology for saying that the bet last week was free money because it turns out there wasn't. It was free money for Skybet uh, yeah, rather was. than anybody else. Um, there is very little out there yet. Obviously, we're doing the podcast very early in the week, and our game Sunday. Just as the headlines, West Ham are favourites six to five. Wolves are just over two to one. Um, the the draw's not a bad bet, twelve to five. Given mm. the three of us picked out a draw there, um, yeah, it's starting. There's nothing really on the apps yet to really get your teeth into. Even the bet builders haven't got many markets on it. Um, I'll find one in the week and I might tweet it out if I remember, but I'll probably forget. Excellent. Be out there. We've saved everybody of the money. Uh, perfect. Right. Okay. Um, let's move on to uh, matters of commentary and commentators and pundits. Uh, Joey Barton has been in the news this week because he has been, I think, hammering uh, the fact that there were female pundits uh, commentating on the men's game. Um, Harry, I'll, I'll start with you on this one. Um, do you think he's just fishing for attention? Because that, that to me, seems like what he's trying to do. 
Well, with Jerry Barton, before he got back into management, when Twitter first came about and he was doing nothing, he was like this back then, if you remember. He's always been a bit of a knob on Twitter or a bit out there. But has he got a point? Um, well, all I'll say is that there is really good female pundits out there. Laura Wood, not well, she's a host, isn't she? Laura Woods, I really like Alex Scott. I like a few others. Um, but I do agree in the fact that they do kind of shoehorn in random women to fit, tick a certain box on the mainstream channels, which, you know, that's what they want to do. Um, yeah, there are good female pundits. I don't believe you should ban all female pundits and hosts from the male game. Obviously not. But I do tend to agree they do shoehorn a lot of female people into tick a box, which he should be because they're good not because they just want them there. Like I said to you, like I listen to the Gary Neville podcast and they have Jill Scott on and it feels like they just put her in that room just to fill up, just to say, look, we've got a woman on and it don't work. And they didn't have her on the, the other week and it was a much better listen. So, yeah. I think he's gone about it the wrong way and he's gone absolutely tits and I think he's lost the plot a bit. Um, he's making a lot of enemies and he contradicted himself a lot as well on the Piers Morgan show because he said he didn't want women and Bianca Westwood was sat there and he was like yes Bianca I really respect what you say so he's kind of contradicting himself and he so a little I don't bit, know she's, she's, she, yeah. she's never played the game has she uh, yeah. good, is a yeah. good uh, good pundit a good uh, commentator sort of around the grounds of which she spent a long time at Sky didn't she um, Jack, Jack's been getting closer and closer to his microphone I think he's, he's, he's itching no no I was, just, I was just thinking like the, the, the thing about it is when, when I first saw it because I think it was like on Thursday night wasn't it um, or something that um, that he, he, he put a tweet out there and it was one of those where I just thought right that's getting deleted soon but the funny <laughs> thing about it is that he, he's just doubled down on it and he's just, he's just gone completely off the rails hasn't he and uh, just just, just stuck by it and just kept sort of you could argue digging a hole digging a hole digging a hole because when i first when i first saw that tweet i was like he's i bet he's had a few beers that night and that'll be like deleted with an apology in the morning and it just never came and i can't remember what he said but it was like the way it read was quite just sexist to be honest when really like i was trying to defend him on my head and just say right i think what he's trying to say there is he's asking the question of is trying to diversify the commentary and pundit panels too much actually having a detriment to the overall quality, which I think if you phrase it like that, it's kind of a question that can go about it. But the way it sort of came across was like, you need to ban all women. And then it's it's sort of, uh, in the, the days that followed, his tweets have sort of gone into little like sort of rallying cries, like we're going to take down the woke karate and these sorts of things. And it's gone a little bit, a uh, little bit unhinged, doesn't it? Um, mm. But um yeah, I don't, I don't know really. And it's, if, 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 if Harry was saying he was like this on Twitter before, it's not a new thing. It's just, it was new to me. And, uh, when I saw the tweets, I was a bit like, oh, okay. And, uh, you know, but, but, you know, maybe it's not exactly what he wanted. It sounds like he's trying to like get an audience for a podcast he's doing or something. Podcast, yeah. So, so, so maybe this is all part of the plan to go in there and just, um, just call people out on Twitter and shake the pot a little bit and, and drill up a bit of a bit of entertainment. But, um, yeah, not sure. Bayliss. I can think of far worse pundits that are blokes. I was going to say yeah. that, you know, I, I, yeah. I, I was, I was watching, you know, whenever you, th- I, I was talking to my dad about it, I think at one point he's like, I was like, what do you think of Chris Kamara as a, as a pundit when he was like, literally had no fucking clue what was going on. Didn't know someone had been sent off and substituted him. I imagine if it was a woman that had done that. The amount yeah, of it's funny, but because, yeah, because it's funny and it's always oh, cammy, but like, I think, they're held to a much, much higher standard. And I was watching it through a little bit of a different lens. I was watching a bit of um, Soccer Saturday. And I was just being a little bit more forensic with 
the the comments that everybody was making. And actually, if I think if you'd have written them down and and looked at them, you'd have gone, oh, I don't know which one's which here. Um, but uh, Sue Smith, who was on the panel uh, with, I think, Clinton Morrison, um, Tim Sherwood, and there was somewhere else. And, and the blokes were crap. And, and actually, they were they were stuttering. They were tripping over the words. Oh, uh, she I mean, was just reeling off what she'd just seen, and it was it was perfectly done. So I think when you look at it differently, the problem is they're trying to get ex professionals in from the men's side, and some of them are like between Clinton Morrison and um, Sherwood. There's about three brain cells in there, I think. <laughs> and and at least. Just, his and argument then, as well. Oh, sorry, go on, Bailey. Sorry. Well, no, so but. It's it's an interesting point to the point of you just want them to pick the best pundits or commentators for the job, and people are getting way too transfixed on who they're picking and why and what it is. When actually all we care about is listening to the best possible, be it commentary or punditry. Right? I think we all agree on that. Yeah, and I think Barton's just basically took his opportunity to slag off someone after a bad performance or a bad comment or whatever it happened to have been, and he can double down on it because. It's a live sporting context where people are always going to naturally do things wrong. So I bet if he tries to look for it, he can find tons of mistakes, be it a man, woman, whatever. And he's just going to double down it. But I, it is so idiotic. It's getting to the point where it's like David Icke shit going down the rabbit hole, LSD, the Queen's a lizard sort of stuff. What he's, a night, though. <laughs> what a night. He's getting to the point where it's no longer him trying to make a point about bad pundits. It's now yeah. to like this conspiracy yeah, nonsense. Like, it's absolutely do, nuts. Do, do you think, because I think one of the points that he was trying to make, albeit probably you know not the best, is that there's such a difference in quality, you, if you could say, and speed oh, and pace quality. between yeah. the, the, the top of the men's game and the top of the women's game, that until there's those two are more, you know, in, in parallel, because, you know, the women's game is still, you're still developing, particularly in, in Europe, I would say. Do you think that they understand the stuff that they are seeing and being asked to comment on in the same way as a man who's played it at the, that same top level? That's, that's probably a Yes, yeah, similar things. Well, I was going to say, Jack, is one of his big arguments is people who haven't played at the top of the game shouldn't really be on there, so that's why you don't want women on. But like Piers Morgan, I can't believe I'm saying this, made a good point, but people like John Motson, the legendary commentator, never kicked a ball in his life. Jose Mourinho, never kicked a ball in his life. So I don't, but that argument's crap because you, then you go on to the point of... Um, we were talking about in WhatsApp where we like people like Mark Goldbridge has fa- hundreds of thousands of people listen to him. He's never kicked a ball. He's never played at the highest level. Some people just give an opinion well and people agree. And I reckon in a few years, because of the way social media and that's going, Mark Goldbridge pr- will probably be on bloody Monday Night Football, for God's sake. And then Joey Barton will be going mental. Because he was having to go at vlogger than that, weren't he, as well, which... You know, fair enough. Um, but yeah, he's arguing... He did definitely... I think it's a bit of a sexist side coming out... Um, and the women to men's game arguing. I get what he's trying to say, but like I just said, there's men who haven't played the game and they're really good at it. So why can't women who, even if they haven't played the game or if they've only played at the high level for the, obviously the women's game, why can't they be on there? If they're good, they're good. So then then should they, to try and fill these spots, rather than being just trying to recruit the best former women's players, mm. should they be looking further afield to try and get, you know, people who aren't necessarily, didn't play for Arsenal ladies or England ladies, whatever? Yeah, someone, um, someone who's actually charismatic and good and could speak well. 
Don't just get any That's old thing, Tom yeah. McInerney. It's quite, yeah. yeah, quite a small pool for footballers. Not Gabby Abonglahor, for example. Like, don't well, get that's people the thing. like, like You know, I think everybody everybody takes a piss out of Michael Owen's punditry and he's literally the last English Englishman to win the Ballon d'Or. Ballon d'Or, exactly. He's talking about qualifying to be able to talk about uh, men's football because you've got you've got it on your CV, I'd be right up there. But he's That's he's true. not a very he's not a very good pundit. What what was the thing that he was on about with an apple? I, I saw the story about that. Did you did you guys see it? I, I saw it. He's like he said he used to be so competitive with himself that he used to like lob like <laughs> eat an apple, finish it, and then he would like be against himself the- and lob it in the bin or something. Even though his mum because the core might hit the wall or something. That was on Simon Jordan's podcast. That was on, so I was laughing my head off when I was listening to that. That was Simon Jordan's yeah. podcast. Like, Bloody hello, and you don't do yourself any favors. Oh, no, exactly. <laughs> but as well, Gary Neville. You think back to Gary Neville's probably one of the best pundits in the country now. Even he admits himself, go back and watch his first Monday night football. He was shaking like a shitting dog. You know what I mean? He so was he rubbish at the start. He was rubbish at oh, when they first got yeah. him. It was like he's improved a lot because the first when he was commentating, like you say, or trying to present for the first few months, it was just it was a bit of a car crash in my opinion. And um, I also think like one thing I don't like. I think we've touched on this before is that um, Michael Owen now because of his punditry. I think a lot of kids they judge him by his punditry and don't realise how good a footballer he was back in the day. And he gets a lot of stick, but they don't quite respect how, how good he was. Because, you know, when he was mm. you know, in, in the early 2000s, he was brilliant. When he's, he's one of Ballon d'Or fans. Isn't Michael Jordan just a meme now of uh, a man crying? Uh, rather than like literally one of the best basketballers <laughs> yeah. of all time? Like, you know, if you're a certain age, then, um, yeah, didn't you turn into a meme and that's the end? Um, well, I thought we did quite well with that. I don't think we'll get cancelled. So well done. <laughs> um, we will move on oh, yeah. now. Uh, uh, Harry has a quiz. I do. Um, should we say what we really think now about the Joe Bot? I'm joking. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So- <laughs> and the quiz this week is the 2023-24 season so far, all Wolves. So oh. testing your knowledge from this season, lads. So you've got to be good at this. Oh, Who wants to go first or someone shout? Oh, okay. No, okay, go on. All right, we'll go Bayless, Jack, then Sam. All right. The Bayless. Got three questions these and there's a tiebreaker if we need it. So all the questions from the Premier League, 23-24 so far. Wangi Chan Bayless is the yeah. top goal scorer on eight goals for Wolves. Who is second on five goals for Wolves? Nice easy one to start. Must be Cunha now. Well done. Mm. One for Bayless. Start off a bit easy and then we'll get harder. Uh, Jack... Neto, <laughs> Neto has the most assists for Wolves this season. <laughs> Neto has the most assists for Wolves this season on seven. Who is joint second on three with Cunha? So there's two players on three. Cunha's one of them assists. Who's the other one with three assists? Huang. No. Anyone else want to guess? Yeah. Huang's got two. Oh. So a couple, I reckon. It is, it is Sarabia, yeah. Sarabia. Bit of a, that was quite an odd one, actually, wasn't it? Yeah, that was, yeah. Uh, question three for Sam. Yeah, question yeah. three for Sam. Two players have two Premier League goals this season. Lamina is one. Who is the other? Uh, Sasha. Well done. Well done. Back round to Bayliss. Which player has received the most yellow cards this season with seven. 
has to be Lamina. Won a game in it. <laughs> well done. Yeah, it is it Lamina. Like, it feels like. Jack. Three players, a joint second and five yellow cards. Dawson and Gomez are two of them. Who is the third? Sake. You're getting the hard ones, aren't you? You've landed up for shit. I was going to say Gomez straight away and then you called him out. So it's... Uh... Gomez, Dawson, Semedo? Well done, yes. Yes, I didn't think you were going to get that. Work. Uh, Sam, which two current, I'll put this in capital letters, current players have seen red for Wolves this season? Because there is Uh, three. Nuno's left. (laughs) Nuno's got red uh, members. That's Belgard and uh, Lamina. Well done, it is. Belgard and Lamina. I thought you might struggle with the Lamina one because it's two yellows, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, Jack. Wolves have scored. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry, is it Bayless? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry, yeah, it is Bayless. This is a tough one, Bayless, sorry. Give me an easy question. Wolves have scored one own goal this season. And who scored it? Ooh. It's a hard one, isn't it? It is hard. Can I have the game? Give me a chance. Can you have the what? No. The game? Uh, yeah, I'll give you the game. Liverpool at home. Didn't go to it. Bugger. Uh... The box is full, I think. Some of them Yeah, I'll tell you it was a sellout for the Liverpool game. Uh... Just the comments. I'm not. I'm going to guess eight Nori because it rings a bell, but I'm going to... Oh, land a bad guess. It was actually Bueno. Ah, oh, wrong side. Right. <laughs> wrong player. Fair <laughs> uh, <right. laughs> <laughs> um, Who is it now? It's Jack. 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 How many clean sheets do Wolves have this season? Oh, we touched upon that, haven't we? We got one the other day. <laughs> Good. Um, yes. <laughs> three. Oh, it's two. So he's against oh. Burnley. Who was the other one? Who was the other one? Burnley and I can't remember the other one. I bet people know. I can't even think. Everton, isn't it? Everton. Everton. Yes. Everton away, yeah, 1-0. Good shout. Uh, so at the moment, it's 2-2-1. Last question. This is to win it, Sam, I believe. Oh, yeah, it is. How many penalties have Wolves scored this season? Scored? Uh, two. Oh, no. Isn't it? No, it's one. Huangi Chan oh, against no. Fulham. <laughs> so that means uh, Bayless and Sam are on two each. So for a tiebreaker, right, we're going to do the classic. Lock your answers in because I can't be bothered to get you to send me a message or anything, but... How many, right, Sam and Bayliss, write it down on a piece of paper and lock it in, don't cheat. I'm How many total... All right, just lock it into your head, we trust you, and you can go first. How many total yellow cards have Wolves got this season? Whoever's the closest wins. Bayliss, lock now. in your answer. No, let Bayliss no, do it, and then lock yours in. We, we trust you, Sam. All right. Well, then, Bayliss, what do you reckon? 23. Yeah. Sam? Sam says 15. It's in the chat. Whoa, you two are shite. So the winner is Bayliss. The correct answer is 45 yellow cards. Oh, really? Jesus. 
But 45 yeah. yellow cards. This season already, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hell. What's the fine? Yeah. Do you get a fine for a yellow? Well, I mean, he's got seven. Well, it's only like three or four a game, and you think the second half, so everyone just takes one if they if they can, can't they? Like I would have said three players have got oh, five. Yeah, true, yeah, true. Three players have got five. Lamina's mm. got seven, so that's twenty-two yeah. already. Shit, I yeah, I was, I was. And then there's all the others, whoever else. Yeah, the rest, all the little ones. Like good that. quiz, there we Harry. Go. Thank you, Harry. Yeah, Cheers. very good quiz. Thank you, Harry. <laughs> Harry. Great, Harry. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Harry's so good. You're very worried with that. Uh, Thank right, you. okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, we'll say goodbye to Quizmaster General Harry Manthorne. Thank you. Oh, sure. I was going to do like a, a Brucey bonus reference or something. Then I can't think of any quotes. All right. Yeah. Cheers, everyone. See you in a bit. <laughs> and it's been nice to see you. To see you, nice Daniel. That's Bayless. it. That's what I meant to do. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Goodbye. Uh, and uh, it's a goodbye from Jack. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> He's dead. Thank you. Uh, and it is a goodbye from me. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.